This podcast is brought to you by Thrive Market, the online shopping club for people who care about healthy foods at a great discount price and the convenience of ordering from your home and ship nationally for free. You never have to pay full price for healthy food again. Go to thrivemarket.com forward slash MDA like Mark's Daily Apple and start your free two-month trial and get 15% off your first order. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, featuring fresh and lively commentary on all things Primal, including Q&A sessions with Primal Blueprint founder, Mark Sisson, special guest interviews hosted by Mark Sisson, and conversations with Primal Blueprint authors and other health and fitness experts. The show is presented by Damage Control, Master Formula, the world's most potent multivitamin, mineral, antioxidant, anti-aging supplement. Available at primalblueprint.com. Past episodes are available for download or to review written summaries at blog.primalblueprint.com. And now, introducing your host, L. Russ. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today we have an amazing chef, Cindy Baberi. How are you? Welcome to the show. Great. Thanks for having me, L. Today. Well, you just released an amazing cookbook called Paleo Italian Cooking, Authentic Italian Gluten-Free Family Recipes. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. I myself made one of your recipes from the book last night, and it was outstanding. So I want to definitely talk to you about some of the details here. But let's start off with, you know, give us your experience of how you got into cooking to begin with. Well, I started off as a very young child. I grew up in a very Italian um, family. My grandma, my grandparents were from Naples, Italy, and we had the big kitchen with the big family and the big table. And being the first granddaughter, and just my grandmother was everything to me. I wanted to be with her, which meant we spent a lot of time in the kitchen together. So from getting up in the morning to rolling meatballs to making lasagna to cooking, we just loved spending time together in the kitchen. And I couldn't wait to come home from school to start cooking with her. So. You know, so I've been, I always say I've been rolling meatballs before I could reach the kitchen counter. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so I've always had that love for, for food and for family. And to me, it was always easy because my grandmother would plan out the meals, you know, each um, Saturday. My grandmother never had her license. So my grandfather would take us every Saturday to the butcher, to the farm, to the grocery store, you know, to the, um, you know, to each individual, to the Italian markets to get our fresh meat. So we always went to all the little stores to gather everything. And then he had a garden that was probably eight or nine acres in our yard. Had a really huge yard. Wow, that's more than a yard. <laughs> it is more than a yard. It was just huge, you know. So we had everything right, right in our backyard. So we just loved to cook and to, you know, do all of our shopping. So it was really neat. So when I went to college, because um, I lived with my grandparents. When I went to college, my grandmother would come over every Sunday and take me food shopping for the week. And we would cook all day. So she knew that I had food all week long. So I never had to eat traditional, you know, college food um, from the cafeteria. That's that's a very lucky thing. That can cause a lot of problems for most people. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, then when I became a mom, you know, I would continue the same structure every Sunday. You know, I would do my food shopping and cook for us for the week. And um, I was a single mom for about 10 years. So I was very, you know, structured where we would do our shopping, do the cooking, because between cheerleading and soccer and PTA and my work events, we were a very busy family. So my kids never went through a drive through fast food restaurant when they were growing up. Yeah, my mom did the same sort of move every Sunday was cooking for the week, making sure everything was healthy. And as a single mom, especially when you're watching a budget, you do have to plan things like that out. 
Absolutely. So I always tell everybody, if you if you buy meats and they're on sale, you know, buy that big packet. And as soon as you get home, divide it right out and put That's it right. in your freezer and have it, you know, um, readily available, you know, portion sizes. So then what brought you, uh, at what point in your life did you, were you introduced to the concept of paleo, primal? Give us that sort of transition. Yeah. So about, um, you know, I've been married um, almost 10 years. I've been together 12 years. So about six or seven years ago, um, when we have a house in Florida, um, I was at a CrossFit, my CrossFit box and I just started CrossFit and um, everyone was talking about paleo, paleo. And I said, you know, what is that? And, um, you know, cause I, I already had, you know, like my first cookbook in the works and I loved cooking Italian food and I was always sharing recipes, but I had no idea what paleo was. So um, I started reading about it and my husband who, you know, he's, we're, we're in our early fifties. Um, he has a bad heart and he has um, high cholesterol. So I thought, you know, maybe if we made some simple changes in our diet, it might help, you know, your cholesterol and, you know, some of the issues that you're having. So we did. And we actually found it the hard part was giving up, you know, we liked our brie with a, with a French bread, with a glass of wine at night. So there were certain things that we were like, oh, we have to give that up. But we found it to be an easy transition because except for the pasta or the bread, everything else we ate was paleo, you know, because I still do the shopping like my grandmother. We have like this great market here, D&D Market in Hartford, and we have the seafood place. I still go to all the markets and buy the fresh foods. So except for the, the French fries and the pasta and things like that, that we gave up. It was actually a pretty nice and easy transition for us. Nice. And so then I'm assuming you just, what were some of the first things you started to experiment with, you know, to try to make that crossover between Italian? Because in your, in your uh, book, you've got some great recipes that have bread-like, you know, faux mm-hmm. bread-like type of recipes. So I don't know, like, what did you start with or what did you discover? So I started with, you know, I'm a, um, if anyone who knows me knows I love my cutlets, my chicken cutlets, eggplant cutlets, veal cutlets, you know, anything cutlet. Um, I grew up eating those. I could eat them for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. So that was probably the hardest thing for me because, you know, I love my dipping it in the egg and the breadcrumbs. I'm like, and then deep frying it, you know, that's a great Italian cutlet. Um, so that was the first struggle that I had. So I really worked with, you know, either, um, you know, I started making my own paleo bread, which some of the recipes are in my cookbook for the bread pudding recipe. Um, you know, so I played around with that. I had a couple of fails because if you put too many, you know, fresh herbs and coat it and then fry it, it all burns, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> right. so you kind of learn the habit when the whole house starts smoking up. So, you know, then I decided, you know what, I'm not even going to bread them anymore. I'm just going to, you know, either toss them in some coconut oil or bake them in the oven, which we've decided that we, that we like that, we, that we can, we can do that. Um, you know, giving up the pasta was tough, but you know, as an Italian, probably once a month, I have my little, my little bowl of pasta and it makes me happy for the rest of the month. But when I look at all the other things that we eat, you know, we ate, we eat paleo and we go to Tuscany probably twice a year. And w- one of the times that we go is for two weeks and we travel, you know, we usually start in Florence and work our way down to Rome and we do eat our way through Italy. And we found that we can actually stick to a paleo diet traveling through Italy. Oh, I, I imagine. I mean, uh, because like you said, other than the bread and the pasta, everything is so clean and paleo, all the oils used, everything is sort of naturally paleo to begin with, Absolutely. other than these additions. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, like in Italy, you know, like as an Italian family, you know, we eat a lot of fish. We know fish can be, you know, wrapped in parchment paper, you can grill it, you can bake it, you can stir fry it. So there's so many great ways you can do it with the fresh vegetables that my grandfather, my grandmother would call my grandfather and say, go get us some zucchini and eggplant. And she would saute it in fish. And that would be our dinner. So, you know, these recipes in my new cookbook, 
a really a combination of recipes I grew up with in my Nana's kitchen, but also through my travels through Italy and recipes that I've cooked for my own family on a regular basis. Some things that my family have really loved to enjoy, and which is the one that you tried the, right on the cover, the, the pork chops. But my, my husband used to say, oh my God, don't make me pork chops. I don't like pork chops. Well, he loves my pork chops. Well, now that's interesting you said that. This is why I made it. So pork chops have sort of been out of my life for a few years, just because I was sort of tired of the standard old way of you know having them prepared. And I was not really craving them because of that. And then I saw your recipe, and actually, I didn't even realize it was the cover photo of your book, but as I was going through it, so I chose the pork chops, and I thought, you know what, let's see, I'll be honest with you, I was skeptical. It looked a little simple, it looked a little like, I don't know that this is going to be that flavorful, (laughs) I'm kind of a cook, and I was like, I'm not sure. I went to the store, got pork chops, and as I told you before the podcast, oh my God, I mean, now pork chops are back in my life. Like, this recipe was so tender and buttery, I literally ate three pork chops yesterday. I mean, that is, li- I literally ate three pork chops probably my, the whole day because I just kept going back to the fridge to, to keep eating it. It's like this delicious ragu, brothy kind of vegetable concoction you've got with it. It's so easy to make. And I want to point out this recipe in particular, people always talk about, oh, paleo is expensive. You know, I got six pork chops bone in yesterday for $14. You know, that's really inexpensive to feed a family. And the other ingredients are so cheap because you're just talking vegetables, you know, red pepper, some celery. And most people have the herbs that you're using on hand. And it was amazing. I mean, I'm really sold again and so excited about having pork chops (laughs) into my life. So I really loved it. Oh, I know. I I have this recipe. It's not in my cookbook. It's on my blog. And um, it's similar to this one where you you get a saute pan and you you know, you sear the pork chops and then you, you throw in like two sliced onions with a little bit of, you know, olive oil or coconut oil. And then you toss in an entire can, like a 14 ounce can of diced tomatoes and then cover it and let it simmer for like 20 minutes. Oh my God, just melts in your mouth. And it's yeah. great the next day again, after you warm it up. So we use, you know, I have different variations of pork chops or I pound them really thin and make a little cutlet with it. That's really good too. You know, I used a substitution on your recipe. You called for some garlic cloves, and I personally have sort of somewhat of a kind of a slight allergy to garlic, especially when it's whole cloves being used. So all I did was just use maybe half a teaspoon of garlic powder. And you know what? I'm sure it's amazing with the actual cloves if you're someone out there that can tolerate garlic. But even for someone like me who just had to substitute that that situation, it was it was still unbelievably delicious. Thanks. Yeah, I really enjoyed, um, you know, creating this cookbook because I wanted to give a great combination of, you know, meats and fish and see, you know, seafood and um, side dishes and really using ingredients that we would use in Italy or, you know, in my Nana's kitchen or in our kitchen now. And I, I just, I'm really proud of it. I really think that I was able to capture, you know, those Italian recipes that, you know, everybody wants to enjoy in their homes. You really were. And also, I'm a huge fan of anchovies. And you've got some some great recipes in there that involve anchovies, which I love. And also, this I just want to say, the book itself, just the way it's laid out, the photos, it's really beautiful. This is such a great gift for people if they want to give it to a family member for Christmas. It's gorgeous. All the recipes are, are easy and sort of just... It's a wonderful presentation. I, I really think it's a, a great book. And I'm really looking forward to... <laughs> I want to make one of the sort of yummy treats in here. You've got lemon, apple, and caramel bread pudding. And I wish I could show the photo right now to everybody because it's, it looks pretty phenomenal and moist. And, you know, there's a lot of treats. You've got some biscotti and some other things here that, you know, you, when you look at the photo of these recipes, you think, 
oh my God, that's paleo. I know. You know what I mean? I know. And that's something, believe it or not, um, I don't have a sweet, a big sweet tooth. Um, I'm more on the savory side. So I grew up, you know, dipping the bread in the, the big pot of sauce and eating meatballs for breakfast. So I chose desserts that I would, that I make at home and that I would, you know, make for company of my family. So I don't have a huge dessert section, but I think it covers different bases of, you know, it has your chocolate, it has the bread pudding, it has some ice cream. So it has a little bit of everything that I would make. And everything is so easy to make because I don't, you know, like I said, I'm not a baker. So I don't spend like a lot of time baking. And I try to pick recipes that were easy that I would make that I do make. And that I think anybody, you know, depending on any level of the cooking experience that you could make any of these Italian bakeries. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 very simple and quick. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of the changes you've noticed or your husband noticed. You know, you you guys went paleo. What are some things you noticed physical wise or symptomatic wise? You know, let's talk about some of the, the positive sides of you going paleo with your husband. And, and what are some things you guys, you know, would talk to each other about and say, oh my gosh, I this is gone or this is right. better. Well, it was funny, right after he was diagnosed with high cholesterol, so was I. And it's not, it wasn't because of my diet. It's actually genetics for me. So what we found is um, the paleo, I've actually, um, I'm on cholesterol medication, but I'm at like five milligrams. It's really ridiculous. I said at 20. So every time I get my blood work done, it's going down and down. And so is Glenn. So both of our cholesterols are really low and it's not, it could be lower, but it's the genetics reason that we have it the way it is. But my husband looks amazing. I mean, he was never overweight, but he's very slender and he's solid. And, you know, I just went through early menopause and it was actually, um, it helped me through that because I wasn't eating anything bad. So all the symptoms that I had were very minimum because, you know, I wasn't putting that, I wasn't feeling crappy from eating bad food. So, you know, I eat like several meals, small meals throughout the day. So I'm never starving. I, I always try to have food with me. So we found that because I always have either my paleo crunch or some some kind of snacks handy that we could just grab during the day that it's kept our weight down. We both sleep really well. Like I hit the pillow and I'm asleep within like three minutes. And my husband always laughs at me. He goes, how do you do that? Yeah, <laughs> me too. It's really nice. I hit the pillow. He's like, I'll be talking and you're asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, our sleep is good. We wake up, like we both wake up early. We're both early birds. And we're like up, we're doing stuff in the morning and we're both out the door. And we found that because of, you know, the changes that we've made, we, we just feel great. And we see other people our age that are like, you know, they can't stay up late. They kind of can't keep up with us. Right. You're more youthful. Because we are, we're like, so we're, they, they call us the energizer bunnies because we're always like going here, doing this because we travel a lot. We're like here and there. And they're like, I, I can't keep up with you guys. <laughs> Have you tried any of the pre-packaged, pre-made paleo pastas that are out there? I have not. Um, so for me personally, if I'm going to eat pasta, I'm going to make a bowl of fresh pasta that I'm going to make at home. Um, so that that's like my choice, my personal choice. Um, I've had some of the gluten-free pastas and they're okay, but I really haven't had any like pre-packaged paleo pasta at all. Yeah, I know there's one company that came out with it's grain free and it is paleo pasta, and I'm I'm curious to try it at some point. What are some uh, other? When did your book? When did your book just get released? So the book was released on October sixth. Great, and it's available on Amazon. It's on Amazon. You can get to it right from my website as well. It'll take you right to the link. It's in all the you know Barnes and Nobles. It's in Costco. It's in it's in many um, boutique stores. Um, you know, throughout the United States is in Costco. Like I think it's in 180 Costco's right now. Oh, that's great. And I want to mention your website. It's cindystable.com. And in the paleo section, if you press the paleo tab, you've got 800 paleo recipes free. 
I do. They're all free recipes. And I would say at least twice a week, I'm adding new recipes because I'm always like, I dream recipes. So I wake up in the middle. Oh my God, I'm going to make this. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that. You know, once you're like a cook, that's, that's all you do. Um, so I'm always adding new recipes to the blog. Um, probably not as much as I was a couple of months ago because my schedule's gotten really busy from the new branch of my business has really taken off. But you know, there's tons of recipes and I'm always, you know, sharing them. I have a newsletter that goes out twice a month that has new recipes and, you know, new videos and things like that. Hi, listeners. It's Brad Kearns to talk to you more about Thrive Market. And boy, this is a favorite subject of mine, shopping online, because it's so convenient. You can navigate to the exact products you want so easily, quickly. You make better purchasing decisions. And with Thrive Market, they do a lot of the homework for you because they put up only the healthiest, highest quality food products you can find at fantastic discount prices. It's really like Costco meets Whole Foods online. And this is a shopping club, so you pay a moderate annual membership and get all the kinds of foods and groceries you want for 50% off retail prices and always ship for free anywhere in the country. And they have great filters, so you can put things like paleo, gluten-free, vegan, raw, non-GMO, organic, fair trade, into the search engine and find the exact products that you desire. They even have the best non-toxic household products, beauty, pet, and baby products in the market. So you're sitting down, you're going shopping, you're having fun, and then you open up this wonderful box of only the very highest quality food products and household products you can find. What's cool about Thrive is they have a nice mission. They have a charitable cause. So for every paid annual membership, they donate a free membership to a low-income family, teacher, or military family. Now... If you want to join the movement, go to thrivemarket.com and check it out. Scroll around. I know you'll be excited when you first land there and see all the cool products that you're familiar with at those super high prices sometimes at quality, healthy markets. But when you go to thrivemarket.com, the prices are slashed. And for listening to the podcast, you get a special deal of a two-month free trial. So you don't have to pay that annual membership until you're convinced that you're going to be a Thrive customer and you get 15% off your first order. Two-month free trial, 15 off your first order. All you have to do is go to thrivemarket.com forward slash M-D-A, like Mark's Daily Apple. Go check out thrivemarket.com. You will love it. Almond butter, super cool trail mixes, primal kitchen mayo, dark chocolate, and more. Anything you haven't tried yet that you're looking forward to doing paleo-wise, like uh, whether, you know, whether it's Italian or not, is there something you're sort of like, hmm? You know, I, I don't know, because I, I, I look at paleo and I look at, you know, all the, like, I, I feel like I could do another cookbook if I wanted to do that again. Um, but one thing I really like doing is teaching, and that's what I'm doing more of, and I'm teaching people that it can be easy to transition into a healthy diet and into a healthy lifestyle because a lot of people think I don't have the time for it or I can't afford it. And those are two roadblocks that are easily, you know, us able to, to get through. So I've been doing, I've been teaching a lot of classes at local high schools, colleges, um, different places. I've been doing a lot of corporate training where I'm teaching people how to spend that time, prepare, you know, do your shopping, look at your favorite vlogs, pick out recipes and pick that one day and cook for the whole week. So I think teaching is where I'm expanding because, you know, I was a software trainer for 20 years before I started doing cookbooks. So I've always had that knack for training and teaching and mentoring people. So I'm really enjoying that part of this journey. Excellent. That's so great. In high schools and colleges, I mean, those are the, the kids and the people that need to hear this message more than most people probably. 
Oh, absolutely. Just knowing that, you know, if you make a few changes in your life, um, it's pretty easy. You know, and, and once you're on it and once you start it, it's easy to just continue because it becomes a routine and part of your life. Let's talk about, you know, I noticed like the other day, just for the heck of it, I had gotten some coconut flour. Um, I used it to make some meatballs just to sort of kind of make them a little thickery, breadery, you know, bready like, and they were, and that was great. And I actually didn't even taste the coconut. But then I was just sort of, you know, looking online and I saw recipes for like paleo cookies and I was like, oh, let me see if I can try something. And there was something really simple out there that had coconut flour, like butter and not much else. And it was so dry and it was so, you know, it's just like, it's like eating a brick. Um, what's the trick? Is it really a combination of the three like tapioca, almond and coconut? You know, I mean, what, what gives the, the trick to really making a fake paleo bread like, you know, concoction? Right. Well, you just mentioned a cookie. Um, so when you make a cookie, I'm not sure um, if you put butter in it, did you microwave the butter or just soften it on your counter? Yeah, I just softened it. Okay, so softened butter is usually the way to go because some people that microwave it, your, your cookie definitely will fail. Um, you know, I use a combination of flours. I've been using like with my almond meal and my coconut flour, I've been adding like a little bit of the tapioca pudding, tapioca, tapioca flour into right. it, which I find that really adds, um, so it doesn't get as thick, you know, and I do add either coconut oil or olive oil into it. but what I found is um, on a traditional cookie batter, it could be a little thicker. I make them a little thinner, the cookie batters, and I find out that they come out really nice and moist and smooth. Right. As a matter of fact, my cookie recipe in my cookbook. when I The chocolate chip one? The chocolate chip one. When I made those cookies, I had uh, my interns here that day and the photographer and the stylist. I had to make four dozen because everybody kept eating them. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they look really easy and, and simple. These are so good. And also, um, I always keep all of my ingredients room temperature. So when I'm making cookies or doing any kind of baking, my eggs will always be in room temperature because you Got want it. everything the same. Because if you have something, sometimes the temperature is off a little bit, that could also impact the texture and the finished product of baking. So crack the eggs in a bowl, set them aside, and let them sort of get to room temperature before. Or, or just leave them on room temperature and crack them when you're ready to use them. But I usually take my eggs out about 30 minutes before I start baking and just let them sit there on the counter and keep everything at the same temperature. And that would use, that usually will help your baking process. That is a great tip. Are any of the recipes that are in your Paleo Italian cookbook on your website? Um, no, maybe two of them are, but no, we haven't put any on the website yet because we want you to enjoy them in the book. Absolutely. You've got everything from, you know, turkey burgers, anchovy pizza, chocolate chip cookies, lasagna. You've got paleo pasta that you do with some zucchini, right? This is, this is really amazing. I'm just flipping through it right now. And you've got a lot of really tasty dishes with some smoked salmon and really good fish. Like I love octopus and squid and you've got a good one in there. Yeah, really all the seafood recipes, you know, they're all really like restaurant quality dishes. When I was making them and coming up with the recipes, you know, as I was putting them out, I was like, oh my God, I would order this at a restaurant, you know, and it was so easy making it right at home. And, you know, um, every section I love, but I just think the seafood section is just something that I think you would want to order out. Yeah, you've got pistachio crusted cod with a roasted bird pepper sauce. You've got Italian stuffed squid. I mean, there are so many. You've got mussels, which I know my brother, who's a huge fan, would love. And I love mm. capers and limes. So you've got some really good uh, options there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the mixed grill with anchovy sauce. Uh, when my husband and I were in Tuscany, we went to this restaurant and we just kind of found it by accident. And it was actually um, a rooftop restaurant. It was like apartments at the bottom and you had to climb these stairs. And we had a similar dish, this mixed grill. And we went back there two nights after that and had the same thing over and over again. It was just 
so amazing that, you know, we, we had to keep eating there. And which one, which dish was this that you? The mixed grill with anchovy sauce. Mm-hmm. I mean, that dish is just so full of flavor, so amazing. And even though it is like kind of three different steps to it, it's really not hard to make. It's really easy to make. And it's just definitely something that you would order, you would order out, but yet you can easily make right in your own kitchen. What do you think or what kind of objections have you heard from people? I mean, I'm assuming that people say, you know, paleo and Italian together sound like (laughs) sacrilege. But what are some of the things you found that people have a hard time with when it comes to cooking? Maybe some tips that you can throw out there like, oh, I get this one a lot. You know, is there anything that stands out? The only thing I get a lot is, you know, some people who don't either, you know, they don't have a lot of time to cook. I tell them to look at my recipes because a lot of them are one pot dishes and a lot of them you can you can prepare in advance and then just finish cooking when you're ready. So if you have a little time at the end of the night, you can start prepping your, you know, your next night's dinner or if you're having a dinner party. So I always talk about that. You know, there's, everything can be done in advance in my book. There's nothing that has to be done like at that minute. So, you know, even my baked Cornish hens, you can prep those all up the night before. And then when you get home, bring them to room temperature and then roast them in the oven. Nice. So I really focus on those types of recipes that, you know, nobody wants to slave over a stove and be stressed out. And then you're not enjoying it because cooking should be something that you enjoy to do. It should make you happy. You should have a glass of wine and enjoy that time with your friends and family. So I try to focus on those recipes that you want to enjoy that time with your friends and family. And then sitting down and eating should be, you know, a a really nice experience. You should all be enjoying that time together. So that's why my recipes are ones that you can do in advance. You can enjoy with your family that, you know, you can freeze them. You can, you know, they're just, they're hearty. They're great for any, any family to enjoy. They are hearty. Even that, um, the veal, sorry, not the veal, the pork chops that I made last night. I feel like, oh, that's such a great like Sunday wintry dish. And you know, where we live, it doesn't get very wintry often. But when it gets down to 60 or 55, which is cold for us, um, right, you know, right. it, just, it is, it was warm and cozy. And, you know, it just felt like such a great Sunday meal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just made um, this weekend, I actually made, actually um, Friday night, I made the rolled stuffed chicken in parchment paper. Mm-hmm. We had some friends over and it was kind of a last minute and I went to the butcher and because I, I knew I didn't have a lot of time, I had them debone the chicken for me, which is great. They'll do it for you and they're happy to do that for you. So all I had to do was come home and stuff it and put it in the oven. But wrapping it in that parchment paper gives that chicken so much flavor and it just keeps it so moist. I mean, there wasn't a single piece left over and there's only four of us that had, I think it was like five pounds of, you know, was the, the total weight of the chicken that I made. And everybody just went crazy, but it was so easy to make. But yet it looks like when you look at it, you're like, well, that, that's a lot of work. Right. It looks beautiful and it looks like it's very complicated, but it's not. And you know, what I liked about seeing that recipe is chicken gets old after a while. You know, mm-hmm. people get tired of just plain old chicken breasts and this, that, and the other. And, you know, this stuffed in parchment paper, I mean, and, and just the way it's laid out, it does look so gourmet and fancy, but yet, like you said, easy. It was so easy. I used, you know, a piece of parchment paper that I put the chicken on after I seasoned it. I did all the work in the parchment paper and then rolled it and put it on a baking sheet. So I didn't even have a mess on my kitchen counter. And everything right. went into it. So it was so easy to make. And my friends that came over said, oh, I thought you were making an easy dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, ha. Ah. That's why I'm writing a book. Yeah. Wow. It's really amazing. And that has a uh, mushroom gravy with it. Mm, which is amazing. Yeah. Yes. I love mushrooms. Mm. Excellent. So what, what's, what's, uh, what's coming up in the future for you in 2016? Some more teaching and, and what else? I mean, do you, do you cook for other people ever? You know, are you? No, um, what, I'm, what I've been doing more is more corporate 
cooking um, classes. We're doing more like team building because of my background and training in corporate America. I'm really using those skills and those connections to build uh, effective team building training. And I've done a couple already where we've done like a cooking competition and we've done, you know, cooking events. And what we found is, you know, most people, when you, you put them through team building, you know, they're on their smartphones, they're thinking about what they're going to do later. But when they're cooking, we can get them to talk about maybe if we're trying to boost morale or increase sales. Um, you know, if we have them cutting or competing or doing something, they can't be on their phones. So you, you right. kind of have their attention. So that strategy is really taking off that I have a lot of companies that I'm already booked in 2016 in this new concept of training that, I'm, that I've developed um, because of my craft and cooking and my corporate America training. It's, it's just such a great fit for where I think I should be in my career. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Mm. And I just want to point something out since it is sort of, you know, Halloween, Thanksgiving time. There's a recipe I just saw on your website today that looks right up my alley and I want to share with everyone. It's gluten-free pumpkin muffins with a cream cheese filling. Now, back in college, I used to work at a coffee shop and they had these. Of course, they weren't gluten-free, but they just that combination is amazing. And you see a lot of places have it around this time. And it's yes. something that's just so yummy, but it's, you know, you have a cold day and you want kind of a yummy treat and you don't want to go for the grains. Gluten-free pumpkin muffins with cream cheese filling is right on your website, cindystable.com. So that's great. Yes. And, and, and I made that one day because I was doing this, like, you know, every now and then I do this, like, cabinet clean out. And I was going through some ingredients that I had. And I found this little thing of cream cheese. And I'm like, I know it's not paleo, but you know what? I want to add it into these muffins. And I just, it was just like a day that I was trying them. And oh, my God, they were so good. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm going to be making those and trying those at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, that's wonderful. So cindystable.com, again, 800 paleo recipes on there. And I just want to encourage everyone to buy your cookbook paleo Italian cooking. It's really great. And it's a great gift for anybody, especially I actually am going to get it for a couple of people because I know some people who love Italian food. And those are some of the objections that they, that they give about paleo is, ah, oh, but I love Italian. And I'm like, yeah, but Italian is not 100% pasta, you know, and you can still get that, those flavors and that essence. And even that sort of pasta, got a passion for like primal feeling. Join Mark Sisson on a mission to save the world. Oh, absolutely! Become even um, you know, many times when my husband and I go to dinner to an Italian restaurant, we'll order something program, and say, you know, no pasta. Ever. We just have just some pay one dollar something else on the side. And eighty-nine dollars so, a month for the next you know, we do that all the time. The Primal Blueprint Expert is there anything you'd like to leave our listeners with, or any tips or thoughts about cooking that, that we might benefit from? No, you know, just keep following me on you know my social media. Everything's in this table because I am doing a lot more with the one pot recipes. And Perfect I think people find, especially with the holidays and as well you know, as individuals the cold weather here in New England, you know, there's some great hearty grazing recipes that I have that I'm going to be sharing. I just haven't gotten to post them to other recipes, but, today. you know, keep it easy, you know, as long as you do your planning in advance and spend that time to prep and go through your favorite recipes, you know, you can eat healthy all week. It doesn't have to be stressful. You know, you want to enjoy that time in the kitchen, have your kids help you or have your husband help you or do them together with other friends. Like friends can get together each week, take a turn at each other's homes to plan your meals for the week. And I think keeping it fun and enjoyable will keep you on track. That's a great, great words of wisdom. And also, I really think you achieve that in your book. Everything is simple and easy to follow. And even if you're just a beginner cook, you have a whole section in the beginning where you sort of describe preparation and some techniques that if you're not a big cook, you're covering it anyway. Absolutely. And if anybody has any questions, you know, I'm always available. Cindy at cindystable.com. 
I answer personally every email that I get. I get a lot of people calling me, you know, emailing me with an emergency because they're in the middle of cooking and they don't want it to fail. <laughs> I'm happy to, I've hopped on the phone with people and, you know, as long as I'm here in the country, I'm happy to, you know, help you, you know, through that process and, you know, make it come out good and, you know, alleviate some of that stress for you. That's amazing. What a great offer. Thank you so much for joining us. I so appreciate the cookbook. I plan on making so many recipes out of it and I'll post them on social media as we go along. Um, Once again, that's Paleo Italian Cooking, the new book by Cindy Barberi, Authentic Italian Gluten-Free Family Recipes. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thank you.